that creates a flood of tech talent. It's really interesting. A flood of tech talents hitting the market. And if you're building such businesses, you're in a different season now than you were over the last five or 10 years. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey folks, welcome back to The E-Commerce Leader. We are talking planning your year out uh, an exciting thing to do if you actually take the time to do it because rather than just the daily grind it's about having a vision and a a plan how you're actually going to achieve that vision today is the second of three uh, episodes in this very mini series today is all about the team who's on your team and who do you need to help you reach your goals enjoy the show the second big success suggestion for 2023 is the question is what's your team what team are you bringing to serve your plan. And I think that question really, really will help clarify, okay, I have to employ people or find vendors, contractors, uh, partners, or whatever to get clear on how I implement my plan. And so, you know, this is a great line of thinking and, you know, you can start with the, the ideal team that you don't have people for and say, who do I need to hire or find? Or you can just say, who do I have that I'm working with and how can I improve upon it? Maybe add some more people. How would you approach this whole topic of team, building a team, finding the right team members and all of that for 2023? Great question. This came up in the last mastermind meeting a few days ago. So one of the members has got a retail arbitrage business, obviously branching into private label. Otherwise he wouldn't have joined our group, but he's doing, I don't know, 70, 80,000 pounds a month or something. So, you know, it's a substantial size business. He's got a little warehouse and he's employing a few people there. And he's about to employ his son. And obviously, <laughs> employing family can be interesting. We've had a couple of members in the mastermind who've had family members involved. And um, so I said, we, we talked through how to go about that. And I said, well, I would, before you start worrying about the who, think about the opposite of not, not who, but what. I would say, um, what's your org structure? I said, you don't need to be ridiculous about it. But before you confuse your son by chucking him in and saying, do this, now do that unrelated thing, now do that unrelated thing try to structure an org chart and then start him off at the bottom of that with the very basic mechanical tasks, knowing that that's not all he's going to do. And I said, as well as that, you need to have some basic standard operating procedures. So I think the danger is often getting a person and then building a job around them can be very confusing for that person. And you end up also, if it works, you're in worse position because if they disappear and they do 50 unrelated tasks that are really important, or three of them are important. Now your business has got a really ragged hole in it that's harder to plug. So that was my thinking about that. So that's how I would try and go about it these days. Having done the opposite myself in the past, it's not pretty. We all do the opposite, man. We all find the people and kind of throw them as, you know, here's a menu of all the crazy random things we need to accomplish. What would you like to do off this list of crazy? And if they're gracious and nice and hard workers, they'll say yes to a lot of it. But you're right, it turns it into a big mishmash. And then when you add another person afterwards and they come in and you're like, well, so-and-so does the following things. And that second person coming in has to think to themselves, how in the world does that job make any sense? You know, it's like a compounding problem. If you have a team of generalists that do rando things, you add more, you have to kind of stay in that 
lane, but you have to kind of continue to do that because you'll have no continuity of activity or effort, you know? And, um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a hard part. So just defining roles and defining your structure and getting better and better at saying, as you grow, we have this set of duties that are nested together and responsible, uh, you know, roll up to one person or two people or whatever it is and have clarity there. I think that's a vital part of business growth. I agree. And by the way, to your investment mindset, I think that's so important. Let's apply it straight away. I say to people all the time, like if you said to me, for example, this guy who sold a seven figure business and wants to go into a completely different, maybe a Shopify business in a completely different market. And I said to him, well, look, this doesn't mean you have to do this, but let me just put it this way as a thought experiment. Would I, knowing you for several years and knowing you've sold a seven figure business, um, invest money in you doing X on Shopify, given that you have no experience? No. I would invest in Y market that he was in before, as long as he voids non-compete clauses on Amazon. And I guess that this is another thing where you've got to look at your business and say, if I came to this absolutely fresh and I'd never worked in it and hadn't put blood and sweat and the fact that you put effort in it doesn't make it valuable is that yeah. thing, the, the that trap, okay. which I can't think of. So uh, look at it objectively. Would you invest in this? And if it's a mess, then um, make sure it's not a mess first. And I think that, yeah, the, the classic error is the thing that's, the um, Michael Gerber thing, isn't it? The uh, e-myth revisited where Sarah runs her pie shop and she gets this wonderful person in who does lots of random tasks and then she leaves and Sarah ends up working 16 hour days instead of 12 hour days and yeah. because she can't replace the person. So yeah, that's I guess that's what not to do. What, what, are, what are your plans for team this year and how are you going to make it more elegant than that? Well, there's organizing what you've got. You know, you, your team is basically a portfolio of talent and being really good at organizing that team is a vital skill. And, uh, so, so some of that that we'll be working on refining who does what and how and getting better and better at that. Now would include in this list, any vendors that you pay, just, you know, third party companies that are serving your business needs, uh, any virtual assistants or international, uh, you know, team members, of course, W2 employees and then informal partners like promotional partners or uh, legal partners like literal bi business co-owners. And I, I think there's a blend there of all of it. it and your mindset should be a portfolio management approach. What do we have and who's, who's doing what? And are they doing the highest and best use of their time to support the business objectives? And that takes time and thinking because a lot of times we can neglect um, clarifying for people what their duties are. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy or not happy, but honest enough to say to that, I, you know, I look back sometimes and I've had people doing stuff for six months or a year that I didn't even realize they were still doing. It didn't need to be done. You know, oh, wait, you're doing this. Oh, I thought we stopped and add just to, you know, the, the challenges of incompetent management is a real problem when it comes to having a team. But then you, the second step is how do you grow the team? Uh, and it, we have a couple of exciting things that we're working on. You know, for Omni Rocket, we do because it's a SaaS and so, you know, it's a toolkit that includes a SaaS software, um, component as well as e-commerce consulting. Uh, we actually have a really, really interesting dynamic right now, which is many of the tech companies are laying off vast swaths of engineers. And so, uh, you know, if you're a SaaS company, software as a service, and you're trying to build a tech stack, the talent for the last, I would say, 10 years has basically been a really incredibly difficult thing to find. And yeah, you had to make people 
business partners if they were going to do any work and, you know, they could get a job as easy as they'd like at a big tech company. And so the, the, you know, competition for top talent uh, really was, I guess you could say, unhelpful for the small business SaaS founder. But with the radical numbers of layoffs in Silicon Valley that are happening now, I mean, those companies are retracting um, you know, their staff sizes to in a huge extent. That creates a flood of tech talent. It's really interesting. A flood of tech talents hitting the market. And if you're building such businesses, you're in a different season now than you were over the last five or 10 years. And understanding the times that I'm in as it relates to finding tech talent, I think is very interesting. So we have a Silicon Valley recruiter, Stanford grad, who is his, his vocational skill set is headhunting and recruiting, uh, engineers. And he's from the Valley. He knows tons of people and he's our guy for helping us find top talent to build our SaaS company and technology solutions. That is really interesting. That's exciting, I mean, man. Yeah. I like it. I, and again, this goes to show people always think sort of headline economic markers like recession is bad news. But I mean, that's a very, well, generalization to the point of for an entire nation or the entire globe. It's actually, uh, if you're going to be buying talent or materials or advertising space, it's yeah. actually amazingly yeah. good news because all of those things are more available and cheaper than they were a year ago, right? I mean, Facebook's kind of I wouldn't say imploded is going too far, but their stock price halved, I think, this year. And the advertising space is much more available than it was even six months ago, I think. And and the engineers and, is another yeah. step forward, right? Yeah. I mean, if you would have said three years ago, hey, I'm ready from uh, used to work at Facebook or wherever, big company, you would say in the back of your mind, wow, they probably got fired or were incompetent or, you know, didn't look anymore, yeah. but because, you know, because that, because the, the, the wise people would have stayed on those, in those companies. But if you say, well, Silicon Valley just laid off, you know, a third of all its engineered, um, you know, workforce. Uh, and now we as small business owners can find whatever social media, uh, people, tech, in, you know, like engineers, hard, hard, co you know, coders, tech side of it. We could find project managers with, you know, top tier A-list uh, resumes. And that is very interesting for small business owners. So anyway, so that's one of the ways in which we're thinking about team. Uh, we're also, you know, approaching a few other parts of our business with different strategies we haven't done before. Um, on, you know, kind of working with partners and that kind of thing. So I think the big question for the listeners here is what's your team approach or strategy in support of your big plan for 2023? And you know, how can you find the right people? And then as needed, how can you rearrange the people you have? And then worst case scenario, how can you, uh, end working with people who are, just aren't, you know, serving the plan well, or unfortunately aren't, you know, contributing. And those are hard parts of management, but I think it's a vital uh, part of having success, you know, for the year. And you're clear in your mind now, the beginning of the year, why not do it now? Why not make changes? So that you've got a whole 12 months of the year to say, Hey, we made this change in January and, and, and wow, you know, we have a whole year's results now that we can look back and say, here's what happened because we added this person or rearranged duties or, you know, eliminated roles or whatever had to be done. Just a couple of thoughts of that. I mean, first of all, there's a sort of 
feel like more intangible biological thing that the days are short energy is quite low in some ways i remember a, a business coach of mine saying um i'm not a big fan of january being a sort of new year new energy time yeah. of year because it's hard to do now that depends on the person right but um i think it cutting things is is a natural thing to do at this point and so it's something to is the grasping the nettle time isn't it the second point is um ken burke who went through a couple of massive recessions so he was on the podcast recently somebody i wanted to create much closer relationship with this year talking of partnerships in terms of helping train entrepreneurs to think in more business-like bigger way uh, but he said look we've been through two recessions we went through 2001 and 2008 he said if you're going to cut cut early and cut once because otherwise it's very bad for for um, morale if people think the axe is still you know hanging over people's heads and, and i think that makes a yeah. lot of sense it's, it's always ugly nobody likes to do it um the other thing that strikes me is that a lot of the time the people we need are in our network somewhere and i've realized it's particularly true for me and i've got incredible luckily from the podcast incredible network of some super smart people who have specialisms in different areas that all relate uh, around the sort of circle around the e-commerce space and so that's something that i could you know with the same exact people with, with a change to the relationship really leverage to a huge amount and that's true for me and i suspect that's true for a lot of people out there that, that they have incredible power lurking in their existing relationships um which doesn't mean you don't have to go out and hire but i think it's always good to look at who you know first before you go really far outside of your your existing network yeah i totally agree i think that you know the question is what are you what's in your hand what are you stewarding and you know how can you optimize those relationships and really get good at uh, working with people and having people work for you and with you and that's the hard work of, you know, managing resources, but it's vital to success. I mean, you, you could, you could have a big plan for 2023 and really just optimize the team that you're managing, not add anything different and probably, you know, get close to the goal, uh, you know, depending on how out of whack things are. And I know, at least for me, I could see that being true in my system of, you know, just the, the team that I work with. Um, so it's great. Any other thoughts on it? Uh, what team are you bringing to 2023 before we move on? Just one final thing, which is just to a plea. And we both admitted, you know, hiring people and then working out what the role is just a plea to everyone to do the opposite, which is clarify what needs doing, bundle that stuff together into roles and then look for a role. Or if you've got somebody in a role and they're doing 10 different roles, really, then be honest and try and cut it down. And in my case, that's one tweak I should make with my VA, Von, who's a great guy and, and really lots of lovely characteristics, but he does get confused. And I look at what's going on. I think that's because I'm giving him five or six different roles and I need to just focus in on making him this sort of um, content marketing person. So the, the podcast and um, show notes is quite um, complex enough and stop trying to make him a sort of part-time PA because that's a different skill set and doesn't yeah. seem to sit with him. And so I need to get somebody else to handle my um, email triage at some point or just accept I'm going to do it myself for now. So yeah, there's an example of where I need to clean it up. But if you haven't done it before, I promise you it's really, really worth clarifying before you talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. Hey folks, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The E-Commerce Leader with myself, Michael Beasy, and Jason Miles in the West Coast, actually in California these days, not in Seattle. He's moved. I've moved also, I'm in London, but I'm about a mile away from where I was. So nothing much has changed. We're here to provide you with the same value each uh, and every episode to make you the best e-commerce leader you can be. Today was obviously about the team. Who's on the team? Who do you need? Which vendors or suppliers? Which employees? Which partners? Which legal or um, uh, accounting or other experts do you need? 
and you know how are you going to find those people so really important to think this one through particularly if you're looking to expand your business this is often one of those big sort of sticking points so it's really worth having a plan and of course if you need some help do reach out to people who can help you with that if you want to help with uh, Shopify particularly that's um, Jason's expert uh, space over at omnirocket.com and uh, obviously I'm the Amazon specialist on this team um, over at amazingfba.com so do reach out if you want some help from us I know at this early stage of the year at the time of recording I'm getting a lot of inquiries from people who want to change an existing business and improve it or start a new business and uh, so it's a natural time of year to get some help and uh, we'll talk a bit more about mentors in the next episode so the next episode is about your toolkit it's not just about your tech stack it's about mindset and management strategies as well so stay tuned for that meanwhile if you've enjoyed today's episode don't forget to subscribe to the show on the nearest podcast app spotify apple google to name but three of the main ones we're on all the main apps and also just remains for me to say thank you for listening to us it's not a casual thing to give us a whole episode's worth of attention so thank you so much for that and we will continue to try to serve you and make you the best e-commerce leader you can be thanks for listening that was the e-commerce leader podcast with michael vesey in london england jason miles in seattle washington we offer you free help on our website including pdfs videos and mini courses on topics like traffic products and sales channels some are for amazon most are for any sales channel to get those and to stay up to date with our podcasts, go to www.theecommerceleader.com. Thanks for listening.